ഹ <coughs> <coughs> وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق المحارم تكن اعبد الناس او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسستر علماء الكرام برادرز اند ايلدرز الله تعالى has made deen very very easy everything about deen is very easy and if there's ever any difficulty that somebody feels in something then that difficulty is not in deen that is from our side we have created the difficulties as a result we tend to think that something in deen is difficult but if a person totally submits himself to Allah Ta'ala and he does not transgress whatever Allah Ta'ala has ordered then he finds everything very simple, very easy the first part of this is that a person who has recognized Allah Ta'ala person who has recognized that Allah Ta'ala is his creator Allah Ta'ala is his sustainer Allah Ta'ala is his nourisher Allah Ta'ala has granted him everything Allah Ta'ala is the one that is keeping him breathing every second He's recognized Allah Ta'ala Then the first thing that happens as a result of this ma'rifat is muhabbat When this ma'rifat has been attained To that extent of the ma'rifat will be muhabbat And to the extent that there is muhabbat There is suhulat There is ease because muhabbat and love makes many difficult things very easy person has the love for dunya for wealth so that makes striving for that wealth morning till evening very easy some people say they work from 6 to 6 6 days a week 6 days a week from 6 to 6 and the person is he's got probably enough for couple of generations Now what is driving him is the love of this that has come into him. But after having enough for the next few generations, but he is also still striving from 6 to 6. Or some from 8 to late. So earning a halal living that is in his place, and that a person will do according to whatever the command of Allah Ta'ala is, he will keep within that. He will not transgress those bounds. He will make a moderate effort. Whatever is regarded as a moderate effort, he will do that. Reasonable effort. But his focus will not be dunya. His focus will be how to even use that dunya for akhirat. But the point in the lesson is that when that love came, that became very easy. The love for some medal comes in the heart of a person. then very early in the morning he can get himself to wake up to 
start training and practicing and jogging so that in time he will be able to run that marathon and get one medal. So the muhabbat of that medal is now driving him to wake up before the time of Fajr. Before people have to wake up for Fajr, he is waking up for his jogging, for his training, for his exercising. What is driving? So what has made it so easy? So ask somebody who doesn't have that passion, says this person is insane. What's wrong with him? So early in the morning, winter morning also, and then to be jogging outside, to go for Fajr in the car is so difficult, he is jogging outside. But what's driving him, what's making him jog, what's running him? Muhabbat. So when there is Ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala, the first thing that happens with that Ma'rifat is Muhabbat. When there isn't Ma'rifat, then Muhabbat is missing. That Muhabbat cannot be there without Ma'rifat, without recognition. There is this incident about this great faqih, Imam Rabi'atul Rai, Rahmatullah Alayhi. He was among the Tabi'een, or Tabi Tabi'een, and his father was a great Mujahid, Farrukh, Rahmatullah Alayhi. So when there was some thing had happened in Khurasan, so he left from his home and went to Khurasan in Jihad. Now far away, he is in Madinah Munawwara, from Madinah Munawwara he is left and gone now all the way to Khurasan. But now one thing led to another and the time just continued now getting longer and longer that he was away. And one need led to another need, now he is out in Jihad and just sometimes these things happen. And he finally returned home. 27 years later. Now at the time when he had left home, his wife was expecting this child. And he left some 30,000 dinars, gold coins, as an amanat with her. And he said, look, I'm going. This is amanat. In any case, he left. Now when he came, He's coming back 27 years later. 27 years, how many things changes in that, change in that time? In any case, he came up to the door of his house. And as he is approaching the door of his house, there's another young man also coming in the same direction. And both meet at that door and both want to go in the direction of that door. So as soon as he sees this young person coming to the door of his house, and he knows his house, 27 years have passed, but he knows his house. So he becomes enraged, he grabs him by the collar, Ya Adu Allah, O enemy of Allah, where are you entering into my house? My wife lives in this house. Now that person, that young person, he starts fighting with him back, that you the enemy of Allah Ta'ala yourself, how dare you want to get into my house? And now in this commotion, the lady inside the house, she hears this commotion, and she recognizes from inside, on the one side, the voice of her husband, who has returned after 27 years, and on the other side, the voice of her son. From inside, she calls out to the son, that, oh son, that is your father. And she says to the father, the, her husband, who had never seen the child because he left before the child was born, that the person you are fighting with is your own son. So now when this marifat came about, Initially, what was the title they were giving one another? Ya Adu Allah. 
or enemy of Allah and grabbing one another's collar and getting ready to fight with one another. But now when this marifat came in, they hugged each other and now with tears of joy. Because now in one instant when he realized this is my son, that muhabbat just came to the fore. And that enmity which was developing, that problem that was in between them, everything just fizzled out in a moment. So what brought this muhabbat? Marifat. They now recognize one another. This is my father. Father recognized this is my son. And there was no marifat, there was no muhabbat. Now that there's marifat, there's muhabbat. And now when there's muhabbat, there's suhulat. The most difficult thing becomes easy. Person, some stranger, certain things he might find it hard to do for the stranger. But for the one who he has muhabbat for, he goes out of his way to do double that. So the first aspect is ma'rifat, recognizing Allah Ta'ala. Who has created us, who is sustaining us, who has provided for us, who is making everything possible for us. Every limb and organ of ours is functioning due to whose mercy and grace. So now when there's ma'rifat, now there's muhabbat for Allah Ta'ala. And when there's muhabbat for Allah Ta'ala, then it becomes the easiest thing to make itaat of Allah Ta'ala. That's the suhulat now. Suhulat means ease. The easiest thing becomes itaat. So initially it was seeming that deen is very difficult. But the difficulty is merely within us, not in deen. Otherwise, Allah Ta'ala created us, Allah Ta'ala is nourishing us, Allah Ta'ala has granted us everything, Allah Ta'ala has granted us these limbs, these organs, every single thing. And what have we done in return? So what was actually required is that we should have spent our whole day and night in sajda making shukar to Allah Ta'ala. That for this little small life of ibadat, you are promising us that eternal jannat. So that is what should have been done. But we, Allah Ta'ala is required of us what only, only five times salah in a day. Which was initially fifty. And that too before it even came down on earth, Allah Ta'ala made it five. On the occasion of Mi'raj, Nabi Sallallahu went up and then came down to the fifth heaven where Musa Salam is. Or where he met him, and he asked, what did, or in the second, second heaven, what did Allah Ta'ala give you? He said, Allah Ta'ala gave me these 50 salah. Musa salatu salam, may Allah Ta'ala bless him, made such an ihsan on this ummah. He said to Nabi Salaam, no, you rather go back and ask for some discount. Your ummah is not going to manage this. Bichara, the ummah is not managing five properly. What would have been the case if 50 came down? So he went and made it five less. Again came and Musa sends him again. Go and ask for more grace and a further discount. And became forty and then thirty-five and continued coming five down until it became five. So now in the whole day only five salah. Five salah compulsory. What was actually is that fifty also was that too was Allah Ta'ala's right. Allah Ta'ala made it five only. Fasting, one year in the month only. Zakat, Allah Ta'ala gives the wealth. Allah Ta'ala says that the believers, the mu'mineen, 
the muttaqeen, what they are, who they are, they spend from that which we gave them. So that zakat also provided that a person has a certain minimum amount. He has less than that, no zakat also on him. Only if he has a certain minimum amount known as nisab, then zakat will become compulsory. Less than that, no zakat also on him. And that too, after all the amount Allah Ta'ala gives him, two and a half percent is compulsory. The other ninety-seven and a half percent still Allah Ta'ala leaves it to him. Compulsory only two and a half percent. And hajj, only the person has the means, then hajj is faraz. So how easy deen is? Allah Ta'ala has given everything and asking only for so much. And that so much also is for our benefit. And on the other side, just don't do haram, that's all. Don't do haram. You see, where you'll get somebody who says, don't do the work and take the wages. Have you ever heard such a thing? Saying, don't do the work and take the wages. Allah Ta'ala says that. Don't do the work, don't do the wrong work and take the reward from me. Just stay away from the haram and take the reward from me. So, but that's been how simple it is. But a person finds it difficult. If he finds it difficult, then the difficulty is from our side. A person, somebody who is, for example, Allah forbid, is addicted to something. Whatever the addiction may be, somebody is addicted to porn. Somebody is addicted to gambling. Somebody is addicted to some drug. Somebody is addicted to wealth. Whatever it may be. Now somebody who is not addicted to it, sees, but what's the difficulty in this? What's difficult about staying away from it? Sees, no, it's very difficult. But where did the difficulty come from? The difficulty was brought in. The person put his hand in the fire and I got burned. Now he brought this into his system. So the difficulty is not in being to stay away from it. Millions of people stay away, nothing. There's no difficulty in it. But a person brought it into his system, now it becomes difficult. So Allah Ta'ala has made deen very simple, very easy. And Allah Ta'ala has kept the doors open to come to him from, without any difficulty. And the amal of deen, very simple, very easy. But yes, what it requires is, the starting point is marifat. And when there's marifat, then there'll be muhabbat. And there's muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, then itaat and obedience to Allah Ta'ala will become very simple, very easy. And not just easy, it then becomes a pleasure. In time, it becomes a pleasure to give up and refrain from sin. It becomes a pleasure to engage in ibadat. Like the Ahlullah, as Sayyid Sulaiman Nadwi Rahmatullahi, one couplet of his, says, To wada ane ka shabe akhir me hai, subah se intizare sham hai, wada milne ka shabe akhir me hai. Says the promise of meeting and the appointed time is in the last part of the night. What he is referring to is the time of the hajjud. 
that this is the time where Allah Ta'ala's special rahmat descends. And Allah Ta'ala Himself calls out that is there anybody seeking my forgiveness, I may forgive him. Is there anybody seeking sustenance, I may grant it to him. Is there anybody seeking safety from difficulties and hardships, I may give it to him, etc. Well-known hadith. So you see, that is that special time of meeting Allah Ta'ala. But now, a person from the morning, he's waiting, when will this night come? From the morning, he's yearning for the night. And he's waiting for that last part of the night. So the appointment is still a long time away. It's still the morning. But from the morning, he's waiting for the night. Now what has made this yearning? This is not even for the faraz, this is beyond the faraz. But now for the nafil. But what has made that? This is that muhabbat. So that muhabbat has created this yearning to even wake up in the last part of the night, or the late part of the night. So muhabbat drives a person. And muhabbat comes from ma'rifat. So this is the entire effort of this line of tasawwuf, of tazkiyah, of the work of Dawat and tabligh and all these things to recognize Allah wa ta'ala to recognize who our creator and nourisher is and when that becomes the reality then it becomes very easy to submit oneself to Allah ta'ala. yes despite all the efforts that a person will make it will still be only with the fuzzle of Allah ta'ala that he will gain Jannat because what is the reality of our efforts the hadith of Bayhaqi which we discussed not maybe many weeks ago whether on the day of Qiyamat one Abid who Allah Ta'ala had given that tawfiq to be stationed on an island and 500 years of ibadat he made and he finally passed away on that island in Sajda no Riyah obviously because nobody else there he alone was there Allah Ta'ala created this pomegranate tree for him and this water spring came up he would drink the water and eat the one pomegranate daily and that was sufficient for him and in this way he continued his ibadat for 500 years and finally when the time came he was in sajda when his ruh was taken and on the day of qiyamah Allah Ta'ala will say to the angels that send him also to jannat out of my fadal out of my grace and mercy so he will say but ya Allah what about my ibadat 500 years of ibadat totally with ikhlas Allah Ta'ala say bal bi rahmati no no you go to jannat with my rahmat so again he will say what about my ibadat has it all gone in vain Allah Ta'ala say okay let's make hisab kitab now let's start doing the accounting so according to the narration in one hadith it is that the ni'mat of the eye will now be that will be taken to account that how much of ibadat is required to pay for this ni'mat of the eye so when the angels will do the working they'll say 500 years ibadat is required for it so 500 years ibadat got cancelled off just with the ni'mat of the eye alone what about the rest what about the ears what about the tongue what about the hands and feet what about the heart and mind what about every single limb of the body and then over and above that all the other things that we are blessed with so only one ni'mat 500 years of ibadat what about the rest so yes 
despite whatever we will do, we still dependent entirely on the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala. On His mercy, on His grace. But when a person makes an effort, Allah Ta'ala's mercy is unlimited. person makes a small effort also, Allah Ta'ala's mercy rushes towards him. So in any case, this is the effort that we have to be making to become closer to Allah Ta'ala, to gain his ma'rifat, which will acquire his muhabbat, and for you through that, deen will become very very simple. And in this regard is a hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which we recited at the beginning. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu says that once Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam addressed the sahaba ikram and he said to them, that who will learn these things from me and practice upon it or teach it to somebody who will practice upon it. Now the lesson in this is, sometimes a person may not necessarily be able to put it into action immediately himself. But then too, he should not be shirking in the responsibility of passing it on to others. To practice upon it himself is also required. Passing it on to others is also required. And for some reason he is not going to be able to bring it entirely within himself immediately, but still pass it on to others. So Abu Hurairah says, I will do it. He says, Nabi Salaam took my hand. And then he counted five things. So the first thing he counted on my hand was, he said, Ittaqil maharim takun a'badan nas. That stay away from haram, you will become the greatest abid. Stay from haram. All kinds of haram. Whatever haram. Haram in terms of earning. Haram in terms of actions. Haram by means of the eyes. Haram by means of the ears. Haram by means of the mouth. The tongue. Speaking haram. Making ghibad. Backbiting. Mocking. Humiliating, in the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned that on the day of Qiyamah a person will be brought up who used to mock others. Just on this note of mocking, this Hadith, that a person who used to mock others and belittle them, try to make a person feel belittled by mocking him in some way. person feels himself to be superior to others on the basis of something or the other, either because of wealth, or because of social standing, or because of color, or because of some family background, or because of some prominence in some way or the other, and now somebody else may not have the similar thing in that regard. So now a person sometimes directly, sometimes indirectly, sometimes sarcastically, sometimes in a very subtle way, sometimes in one way or the other, mocks somebody else. Allah Ta'ala detests this. On the day of Qiyamah, this person will be brought up. And now he will be in a very, very terrible condition with this whole grief and burden on him and he will be in the state of azab. And he'll be pleading for mercy, so one door will open up which will appear to be now the door through which he will come out and get safe from everything. And he'll be called also, come here you, want some escape, come here, come to this door. So as he gets right to the door now, he's dragging himself in this grief and in this pain and in this torture and he's dragging himself and he comes right to the door where he's been called from come to this door when he gets right to the door the door will shut in his face 
And now this torment will now get even worse now because now he thought this was the end of it and it just now shut in his face. Then in the distance he'll see another door open. And now there's a voice calling out to him from there. That come here you'll get saved out. Now this is what he did in dunya replaying itself against him in akhirat. So now he's dragging himself and by the time he makes himself right to the door, right to the doorstep, that will shut in his face. And then a third door will open up in another direction. And the same thing will happen. And this will continue. And until such time, eventually, a door of Jannah will open out. And he'll be called, come, come through this door. But after having gone through so many doors and getting closed in his face, he will now become so despondent that he won't even now go towards his door. So the door of Jannah will open to up, up to him eventually too, but then too he won't, ever, won't even enter it. So this is the effect of his action in dunya, that he was mocking, belittling, humiliating. Now this is the repercussion of it in Akhirat. So in any case, the lesson Hazrat Abu Huraira is giving, that Nabi Islam said, Ittaqil maharim, save yourself from every haram. Haram of the eyes, of the ears, of the tongue. Haram ingesting any haram, putting anything haram into the belly. Taking any haram in any form, usurping somebody's wealth. When it comes to people's rights, whether it is inheritance, whether it is in some other form. Not being careful about the hukuk of people. Ittaqil maharim takun abadan nas. In this is everything, the whole of deen comes away. Because to remain sleeping at the time of Salah, that is haram also. A person deliberately continues sleeping through Salah time. That too is forbidden. A person doesn't fulfill the commands of Allah Ta'ala, that too comes with the same thing. He says, this is the first lesson Nabi Islam gave. Ittaqil maharim takun abadan nas. Then the second lesson Nabi Islam gave was, Warda bima qasam Allahu lak takun aghnan nas. That be content with whatever Allah Ta'ala has given you. You'll become the most wealthy person. Be content with whatever Allah Ta'ala has given you. You'll become the most wealthy person. Because being wealthy is not in the hands, it's in the heart. Otherwise, if a person has more than what he can count, but if that greed has taken over him, then he's still very poor. He's poverty stricken. And on the other hand, a person may have the sufficient, but he's content. He's very wealthy. Because that contentment is the real wealth. The real wealth is the contentment of the heart. Many a times, person, his mind is running, what more and how much, how I can acquire this more. One is the normal day-to-day things that he has to do, his planning, his business, etc. But letting his imagination run now, what else I can try and build the empire further with? And he's desiring that this should also come right for me and that should also come right for me. So the thing to think about is that what has Allah Ta'ala not blessed us with? That we are still desiring more from him. There's no harm in making dua for the permissible things. But the thing to make dua for is afiyat and barakat. Allah Ta'ala put barakat in whatever it is. 
then that barakat will come in the form of some excess also, increase also, alhamdulillah. Noorun ala noor. But the thing to aspire for is barakat. And that barakat will come sometimes in the form of an increase in quantity. Sometimes the quantity may not necessarily increase. But in that minimal quantity also, Allah Ta'ala will give him more than what people can't get from ten times the amount. So Nabi Sallallahu gave him the second lesson. That be content with whatever Allah Ta'ala has blessed you, you will become the most wealthy person. Then the third lesson, وَأَحْسِنْ إِلَىٰ jarik takun mu'minan Be kind to your neighbor. You will be a true mu'min. Then you deserve the title of mu'min. Be kind to your neighbor. Now these are the hukuk deen teaches us. And the neighbor can be anybody. Neighbor is a neighbor. He can be a believer, he can be a disbeliever. He can be the worst atheist. But as far as being a neighbor is concerned, he's a neighbor. He has rights, being a neighbor. We won't compromise our deen for him. That's a separate issue. Uh, he's inviting somebody to someone uh, to something where deen we compromised in a respectful way, he'll excuse himself. Look, I can't be part of this. But the rights of the neighbor will remain the rights of the neighbor. Al Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anything would come into his home, first thing he would inquire, Jarun al-Yahudi, our Jewish neighbor, have you sent anything to him? This fruit came, did you share something with our Jewish neighbor? With our Jewish neighbor? Because the neighbor, he has rights. So, this was the third lesson. Each thing is a topic on his own. And the fourth lesson the Nabi Islam taught was, that wahibbalin nasi ma tuhibbuli nafsik takun musliman. That love for others, what you love for yourself. You will be a true Muslim. You deserve the title of Muslim. Love for others, what you love for yourself. Now, if a person has acquired this, then all the ills of the heart are all gone. Jealousy is gone. Because he doesn't like anybody to be jealous over him. So he loves to be free from being anybody harboring jealous over him, jealousy over him. So he's not going to be jealous over anybody. He doesn't want anybody to harbor malice for him. So he's not going to harbor malice for anyone. He's not going to be happy about anybody making ghibat of him. So he's not going to be making ghibat of anybody. He will not like others to have ill feelings for him. So he will not have any ill feelings for others. So all the ailments of the heart which become the major obstacles in a person's progress in deen. One is the, one are the external sins. External sins are also serious, severe sins. And that too a person has to refrain from. But like those are severe sins, the internal sins are also severe and sometimes more severe. Just as drinking and gambling is haram and a major sin, pride and arrogance is also a major sin and in fact a greater sin. Because drinking and gambling, the kind of warning that has come on pride hasn't come on this. The Hadith Sharif, 
Nabi Sallallahu says that person who has pride to the extent of one mustard seed won't enter Jannat. So now this has become even more severe. So, when a person truly has the love for others, in the sense of whatever he loves for himself, he loves for others, then all the ailments of the heart will be gone. He'll have a heart that is clean of malice, of pride, of jealousy, of enmity, of hatred, of looking down on others. And likewise, he will be a well-wisher for everybody, wishing well for everyone. So this was the fourth lesson Nabi Islam gave, that love for others, what you love for yourself, you'll become a Muslim, true Muslim. And the fifth aspect that Nabi Islam taught him was, that, وَلَا تُكْثِرِ الدِّحْكِ فَإِنَّ كَثْرَةَ الدِّحْكِ تُمِيتُ الْقَلْبِ That avoid excessive laughter. The word is excessive. In moderation, this is something not just permissible, sometimes to some extent even required. Some lightheartedness to freshen the mind, but well within the limits of Shariat and Deen. Not in a way that hurts somebody's feelings, that trample somebody's rights, that creates some taklif and inconvenience for somebody, no. But in a way that is within the limits of Shariat and Deen, and it is appreciated in a way it's done, it's appreciated by others. That lightheartedness that is sometimes required to a point also. But excessive laughter, person all the time is just in this, and especially when it starts transgressing the bounds of deen, then it's totally out. Nabi Islam says, avoid this because this excessive laughter hardens the heart, it kills the spiritual heart, tumitul qalb. And a hardened heart then gets far away from Allah Ta'ala. A hardened heart is then inconsiderate towards the rights of people also. And far away from Allah Ta'ala also. When a person's heart is hardened, now it doesn't matter to him who's crying and who's dying. Doesn't matter to him. And who's crying and who's dying could be in his own home, within his four walls also. As long as he is happy what he's doing, he's enjoying himself, that much is enough for him. Consideration of anybody else, that doesn't matter to him. Everybody must consider him. And him considering anybody else, not necessary. Whereas in the ahadith, we look in the life of Rasulullah in the Quran Sharif, in the ahadith of Nabi to what extent the lesson of consideration has been given? How much of consideration? In so many ways, consideration. Whether it is to the extent that Nabi Wasallam, if somebody came to meet him and the person put his hand out to shake hands with him, Nabi Wasallam won't move his hand out until that person first retracted his hands. Why? Out of consideration for him. He mustn't feel that now I felt negative about him in some way, that is why I put my hand away. If the person came to start whispering something into his ear, and now he's talking something, Nabi Sallallahu will sit and listen, and continue listening until that person stopped, and he moved away. 
out of consideration. He wants to say something, let him say it. He wants to express something, let him express it. And these are just two examples out of thousands of examples in the life of Rasulullah to what extent he thought this consideration. He thought this Considering people's feelings, making them, making things easy for them, not becoming a burden on others in any way. So these are the lessons that Nabi Islam taught. And all this becomes very easy for the person who has acquired ma'rifat. For that person who has acquired ma'rifat, that ma'rifat brings muhabbat. And now when muhabbat comes, then everything becomes very easy. Then adab for everyone becomes easy. Adab for Allah Ta'ala, Adab for Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Adab for Deen, Adab for the Makhluk of Allah Ta'ala. Everything becomes very easy because Allah Ta'ala is in front of him. That Ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala is there. He's seeing Allah Ta'ala's Qudrat in everything. And therefore he doesn't become overwhelmed with things also. Being insan, he gets affected with things, but he doesn't become overwhelmed. Because he sees the hand of the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala behind everything the hidden hand of the power of Allah Ta'ala in everything and this takes him smoothly through whatever the issues are so this is what we have to work towards to try and acquire the bottom line is this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala which comes from the ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala the more we will acquire this this comes by pondering over the bounties and blessings of Allah Ta'ala sitting and pondering over it. What what Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with? What have I done in return? How have I conducted myself? Allah Ta'ala blessed me with these eyes. What have I done with it? Allah Ta'ala blessed me with this tongue. What have I done with it? Allah Ta'ala blessed me with these hands. What have I done with it? And when this person makes it his practice, ponder over it, then this will create some conscience. This will create a conscience that I too need to now move forward. I need to now also do something that will please Allah Ta'ala. And the more a person gets closer in the ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala, the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, then deen becomes very simple, very easy for him. May Allah Ta'ala, wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala grant us his ma'rifat and muhabbat. Allah Ta'ala make us among his special and cho- chosen servants. Wa'akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi Beside the Rushaf. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 
دل میں راہ ہو جائے ایک میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیتا دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیاں تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تاد میں آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہ اللہ جل جلالہ عمن والہ 
ரபிக்கும் <تصفيق> ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اله العالمين يا الله most merciful allah most gracious most kind most loving allah ya allah forgive all our major and minor sins ya allah ya allah indeed we are most sinful ya allah we acknowledging all the sins we have done ya allah ya allah there is nothing we can hide from you ya allah ya allah you forgive us ya allah ya allah you guide us ya allah ya allah you protect us ya allah ilah alamin ya allah you forgive us and forgive the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilah alamin ya allah due to our sins ya allah ya allah we are also suffering ya allah ya allah your makhluk and the animals ya allah all the creation are suffering ya allah ya allah you forgive us ya allah ya allah you send down send down the reins of your rahmat ya allah ilah alamin ya allah send down the reins of your rahmat ya allah allahumma sqina ghaitham mughitha hani'am mari'am muri'a nafi'an ghayra darrin 'ajilan ghayra 'ajil allahumma sqina al-ghayth wa la taj'alna min al-qanitin 
الصالحين اللهم اسقنا الغيث ولا تجعلنا من القانطين اللهم اسقنا الغيث ولا تجعلنا من القانطين اله العالمين يا الله make us your true and obedient servants ya allah allah grant us your ma'rifat ya allah grant us your muhabbat ya allah ilah العالمين يا الله enable us to fulfill all your commands ya allah with complete devotion ya allah ya allah save us from every haram ya allah ya allah save us from every haram ya allah ya allah save us from every haram ya allah ya allah save us from the sins of the eyes ya allah save us from the sins of the ears and tongue ya allah from the sins of the hands and feet ya allah ya allah purify our hearts ya allah purify our hearts of all the evils ya allah ya allah fill our hearts with your muhabbat ya allah ya allah fill our hearts with the love of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam fill our hearts with the love of deen ya allah fill our hearts with the love of salah ya allah with the love of the tilawat of the quran sharif ya allah with the love of zikr and dua ya allah with the love of the effort of deen ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah protect us and guide us ya allah ya allah protect our families ya allah protect the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahul alamin ya allah all those are sick give them shifa kamila ajila mustamira daima allah all those are in any difficulties and hardships remove it with afiyat ya allah allah those who are suffering oppression ya allah remove the oppression from them ya allah allah hold back the hands of the oppressors ya allah give them hidayat ya allah allah if hidayat is not decreed for them wipe them out from the face of this earth ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah all those who are in any kind of financial problems ya allah remove their problems with afiyat ya allah allah give barakah in each one's rizq ya allah allah give barakah in each one's rizq ya allah allah give barakah in each one's rizq ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah all those who have allah asked us to make dua for them from the best of the dunya and the best of akhirat ya allah remove all their difficulties and hardships ya allah allah all those who have passed away fill their qabrs with noor ya allah ya allah grant them the high stages in the akhirat ya allah at the time of our death take us with the kalima la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah that i take us on iman kamil ya allah take us on tawbatan nasuh ya allah allah take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you ya allah allah make our qabrs gardens of jannah for us ya allah grant us the shafaat of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah all the good that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam begged for ya allah we also asking for all that good ya allah whatever nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam sought refuge from ya allah grant us protection as well ya allah allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sta'adaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta almusta'an wa 'alayka albalagh wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-'aliyyil 'azim وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله